On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we dive into the second year man, the guard wonder, whatever you want to call him, fantastic player, fantastic season, Tyrese Maxey, and review his second year in the league with the 76ers and what's next for him going forward with this basketball team, how his role is, everything involved, we dive into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is your daily fantasy made easy. What's good, D? What's happening, Keith? What's happening, man? What's going on? Nada, nada. Nada. Just just another day. No Sixers basketball with some things to discuss. <laughs> That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, just another day, just another nickel. There you go. There you go. Keep making those nickels. Keith, welcome. We got to welcome everybody. You're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. That's Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer. We're here with you. We got to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, where you can see the the, the backgrounds, the, the gear. Like I got the hoodie. Keith got the hoodie. Locked On 76ers. Go to YouTube. Check it out. Click on that Liberty Bell that Keith is always telling you about to make sure you subscribe to Locked On 76ers on YouTube. Keith, we got to talk about somebody that's uh, been a favorite favorite in this town for two seasons. Uh, when we talk about being here, the Liberty Bell, popular uh, staple, of course, here in our area. Tyrese Maxey, the second-year guard out of Kentucky, Keith, a, a, a tremendous jump from year one to year two. Year one, he plays 61 games. Averages eight points in 15 minutes of play, shooting 46% from the field. Year two, coming in, not knowing exactly what his role is going to be, but what he does know is Ben Simmons is not there yet. And with him not being there yet, the ball can either go in his hands or shake Milton's hands as a starting guard to go along with Danny Green in the starting backcourt with, with, uh, pardon me, at the time, Seth Curry as well, and Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. All he does, Keith, is step in game one, day one, not knowing how long he was going to hang on to that position, and averages 17 and a half points for the season in 75 games played, 35 minutes, shooting 42.7% from three, a big jump from his 30% in his rookie season. Three boards, four assists in those 31-plus minutes. Keith, I would say that's a pretty good season for a second-year guard. Oh, yeah, pretty good is an understatement. You know, I mean, he has such a great season, in my opinion, that, you know, every time I hear about the 76ers needing a third star, kind of cringe, because I think they have it. You know, I, I think that, you know, here's a guy who he didn't come in with a lot of hype, but the numbers that you talked about and how he improved, and let's face it, you know, for most of the season – you know, if outside of Joel Embiid, he was a superstar for him. 
So every time I hear someone talk about, hey, we got to get someone, be careful of what you get because of what you ask for, because I think you have a budding superstar in Tyrese Maxey right about now. I mean, this guy, you know, he had 30-something points, uh, 30-something points in the playoff games. You know, uh, when Joel Embiid was out, he led the team in scoring. He he basically led the team. And, um, you know, I, I'm we're talking about a good season. Um, I say great season, and he was very underrated this season. I think he's a budding star. I agree with you. I won't go superstar yet. Uh, budding star uh, with Tyrese Maxey. He still has a lot to, to improve upon as a now upcoming third-year guard, but so much that that we saw from that jump from year one to year two. And most importantly for me has been the outside shooting. Uh, 30%, as I mentioned, in year number one. Year two, not knowing what to expect. You could see that sometimes he was a little hesitant in taking those threes, but Doc Rivers talked about it quite a bit. His teammates did as well, where they encouraged him to shoot. And you could see it really developing in the early part of the season. As soon as James Harden got here, man, it really seemed like it opened up not only his driving lanes and his ability to get to the basket, but he also opened up the catch and shoot possibilities for him. The, this, the uh, sidestep or the step back three that we saw from him, he confidently rose up into a shooting place um, that he could actually get those shots off. And he was fantastic, fantastic at, at, with his three-point shooting really well. Really well, and I, I hope that that's something that he finished third in the season, third in the league uh, with that. Exactly, and but see, here's the thing that we talk about. You know, at first they told us he couldn't shoot the ball, right? And like you said, he finished third in the seat in, in the league with, you know, with, with the three-point percentage. We also said he wasn't a point guard. He couldn't be a point guard. Now, is he an ideal point guard? No, he's not. You know, is he a better combo guard? Yes, he is. But we were told that he can't play that position at all. And he played it, you know, he was he was good. He was good. Now he wasn't great. He wasn't a superstar or anything like that, like you said, but he was he was good. Then they said when James Harden came, that wouldn't mesh well. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He benefited the most early on. So, you know, there's a lot that this guy can do. And a lot of people keep saying, Oh, he's not gonna be able to do it. He's not that good. But I'm here to tell you, man, like, I think that the sky, and this is a cliche, but I honestly believe that the sky is the limit. Now, he needs to brush up on his defense a little bit, but I think offensively, him playing off of Joel Embiid and playing off of James Harden as well, you know, I think the Sixers are going to benefit a lot from this guy moving forward. No, I do too. I really do. There are a lot of positive things that we can continue to discuss about, and we will do so with him. Some of the few things that I like to see more, but obviously some things that he already has in this game that will that will help them in a big way. Day one with James Harden going forward in year number three for him. We do that next right here, locked on 76ers. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app prize picks prize picks is a daily fantasy made easy i love this and we know you will too right it's easy to use you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you and the projected numbers entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy prize picks is safe 
and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. You know, and uh, Prize Picks offer any prop you think from point scores to rebounds and steals, right? And Prize Picks doesn't just offer NBA. They have options in college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. So here's the deal. For a limited time, Prize Pick has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. You must use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available for Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Do it today, people. I'm telling you, do it today. You heard the man. Do it today. <laughs> do it today, people. <laughs> Don't mess around. Thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen for your next. Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available Wherever you get your podcast, next one will be tomorrow night, Wednesday, for game number three of the NBA Finals. Golden State traveling to Boston as the series now moves to the East Coast and the TD Bank Garden. We'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully the Sixers are in that space next season where they're playing well into June next year. And another part of that is just the continued development of Tyrese Maxey. And for me, Keith, one of the things that he has to continue to develop at is to when to be more aggressive, when to find those spots and not to defer to his star players. The ball will always go through Joel Embiid and the ball will always find James Harden's hands because he's the point guard. Tobias Harris has to get his as well. But one thing that he has that they don't have is the speed that he can use, not only in the full court where you have transition opportunities, but also in the half court set as well, where he knows how to use his speed, stop on a dime when he gets close to the basket, use the angles, of getting the basketball off the backboard for the bank in for a bucket and close. He has to make sure that he finds his way within the flow of the offense. Yes, the coaching staff has to devise things for him, but he also has to understand that he is a key part to what they do. As you said, he can take over games. That 38 point game that he had in game one against the Toronto Raptors because the attention was all over Embiid, the way that they were trying to defend James Harden. Harrison Maxey got a good amount of shots. And they both had tremendous games led by his 38 points, which were a playoff career high for him. And that kid can really go at it. He has to make sure that he finds a way to fit within what they're doing while still getting those guys involved and making sure you're not taking too many shots away from them. But he has to understand that he is a big part of what they're doing. Deferring doesn't help. Yeah, I agree. We'll cover I agree. But I also uh, this is one thing I disagree with. Like, I think that you need somebody else to to bring the ball up. Like, I, I think that, you know, him. You know, again, I, I know before I said in the last segment, I said he, he showed us that he could can be a point guard. Is he a, is he a great point guard? No. Is he ideal to have the ball in his hands? No, he's a combo guard. But I think mm-hmm. that with. With with Harden doing primary the ball handling, 
you know, to me, Maxie's is kind of like, just go get buckets, son. Like, you know what I mean? There's certain times when, you know, a teammate's open and you get a lob to him or you can do a couple other things. Yeah, that's great. But I, I don't think that he's at his best when he's distributing the rock. I mean, think about it. In the half court, they ran the ball through. They ran the offense through Tobias before James came. I just look at Maxi now as an explosive scorer. Like you said, he had 38. You know, how many times when he gets the ball in transition and he throws up something and you're saying to yourself, like, what is he doing? Son, that's a bad shot. Wish. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's so, just learning him, and, you know, we didn't see a lot of that in year one. Yeah, but some of those we are sure. I mean, like a track meet. Like, slow down, slow down. And he just throws it up, and he kisses it off the ga- um, off the glass, and it goes in. And you're like, whoa, okay, player, okay. So, like, to me, I think that you got to – I mean, like, he his job is to go in there and get buckets – you kick the ball out to him in, in, in a transition. He beats everyone down the floor, gets the easy layup. He's hitting these threes. You know, I think that for them, you got to get someone in there who's going to distribute the rock and run the offense. Well, that's James Harden. Yeah, that's James, James but Harden. But you continue to let him be who he is, and that's a, that's a score. And, and it is, but sometimes you do have to put the ball in his number one to take pressure off of Harden. Sometimes maybe working a little bit too hard to get the ball across half court. Secondly, if they're not getting him going, Maxi in the half court set and they're not getting enough transition buckets, and you know that stuff slows down in, in the playoffs, you do have to put the ball in his hands to allow him to now be the one to be that that primary playing with Embiid or Harris where they're moving off of each other so he can then get into that flow of the offense. So I agree with you that he's still learning that part, but you are going to have to sometimes rely on him to be that. And that is one thing I want to talk to you about, him learning how to be a point guard in this league. May not be his primary thing, but he does have to learn it. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, before we get to Maxi, I have to tell you about Built Bar and the new thing that they're doing with Chewy, chocolate chocolatey brownie huh do you love a chewy chocolatey brownie well how about a caramel brownie is it caramel or caramel well either way caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top so good what if i told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein what if i told you that would you believe me well i hope you do because you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at built.com. Yes, they're new right now, and you got to act fast because they are a fan favorite. Don't forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only four grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built's caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. I'm telling you, 100% real chocolate, real chocolate, like all the others, like for real. I'm telling you, 100% real chocolate. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars. But for now, let's just say the caramel brownie will rock your world, huh? How about that? That's not an understatement. You'll enjoy it. With Built, tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars. Now, I haven't received mine, but when I get them, I will let you know how they are. But I do know 
but they are there and they're all available for you to check them out. I'll give you mine later on and let you know how they go. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Devon Givens, Keith Pompey. And Keith, the one thing, though, that where we left off is I do think it would be beneficial to not only Maxi but the Sixers for him as a secondary ball handler to continue to develop as a point guard. I agree with you 100% that he's a combo guard, scoring guard first, but he got a hands-on experience with Ben Simmons not being part of the team that eventually traded James Harden, took over that role, but it doesn't hurt to have that as a, a part of your game as a developing young player in this league where you do have to be multifaceted, especially when you're talking about somebody like him that has a chance to be a budding star in this league. I don't think it's a negative at all for him to learn, continue to learn that point guard position while still understanding because he has done it for so long, pardon me, to be the scorer that we know him to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. You know, my, my, my main thing is like a lot of their half court stuff before James came was actually ran through Tobias and Joel. It was more like they moved them off to the side. So, I mean, I guess he can work on it this offseason, you know, work on more what he can do showing a half court because really his game is predicated by getting out and going right now. Like that's the his, where he's at his best. And there were times when, you know, they were in a half court and we saw him run up to like the three-point line, like a little catch or shoot, or he would go and do some things with it. So, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but – you know, to me, I think, I mean, again, for his development, his maturation, I get that, his development and all that. But to me, the Sixers just need to invest in getting a backup point guard and let him do what he got to do. I don't disagree with that. I don't yeah. disagree with that. I know, and I know what you're saying. It's going to help with him having the ball in his hands. But if you notice, like, when when we when he has the ball in his hands, a lot of times when he's at his best is when he's playing with the second unit and he's just getting out and going. But when he has his ball, when he's like distributing the rock and playing with Tobias and them, it just seems like, you know what I mean? He's better suited just scoring as opposed to being that kind of facilitator. Now, again, there's 82 games in the regular season. You have times where you can pick and choose spots where he can get better, but, Right now, and at least in the playoffs, bruh, I want him to be the two guard getting buckets, trying to get points. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how <laughs> a full season with Harden next to him and, and an opportunity to see him just go full go as a as a starting guard off ball with what they come up with this summer. How Harden, who is a, a smart basketball player, high IQ guy how he finds ways and the coaching staff finds ways to get Maxi a little bit more uh, included in things. Uh, how did you feel though, when he was on the floor with Embiid and those other three reserves would come in where they would stagger Harden and Harris, they would go to the bench, Maxi and Embiid together. When he did have the ball in his hands, did you feel like he didn't take an opportunity to score him up enough or did he? Right I, think it was, I think it was better. I mean, but I, I think it was better because it was him and Embiid and a bunch of plugs. And I ain't trying to say that to be negative, 
But their job was to be out there and like spread the floor so they can run the pick and roll and do what they wanted to do. So, yeah, but it's just when you got him out there and you had, you know, uh, let's say Danny Green was out there, Tobias, Joel, and, um, you know, Harden. Like, I liked him when he got out and go and went. But for the most part, when they had him in that half court thing, it was more or less they were running the ball through someone else and he would slide off and go to the corner. You know, I mean, it was just, I felt like him handling the ball with all those guys took away from some of his strengths, which is going and getting buckets. Now, when you said again, him and Embiid, it's kind of like a two man game and you got the spaces. So they do a little bit of the pick and roll. He gets out there, he gets to the cup. He does a little bit of catching and shooting, things like that. But I just felt like, you know, when he was with the starters, it, it just, I don't know, I, I felt like he was getting gypped a little bit or we were getting gypped of, of seeing what he could do actually as opposed to just trying to do bounce passes and you go over here. Yeah. Nah, that's not his game. Yeah. Yeah, no question. No question about it, man. Well, look, he's a talented player. We both agree with that. He has a bright, bright future. And it's one of he's the only young guy that we feel like will certainly be here uh, going forward where he has an opportunity to be somebody big in the city uh, playing with his basketball team for, for years to come. So Tyrese Maxey has it all going for him. And the one thing we do know for sure is that kid will work to be better and to improve on everything that we just talked about that may be a question mark for him. Coming into year number three, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your uh, first listen every day. On our next episode, Keith, where do we go? Matisse Thibel? Yeah, let's go, Tease. Let's go, Tease. In the starting lineup, kind of in the starting lineup. He took himself out of the starting lineup. Uh, We'll go with Matisse Thibel next. We'll talk about him on the next episode. And uh, we got to say, now make your second listen on Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts. Covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let the people know. You know what? Like my man said, is you know, wherever you get your podcast at, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On 76ers podcast. Also, make sure you um, um, subscribe to the Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. As D alluded to in the beginning of this podcast, all you have to do is go to the website and click on the um, Liberty Bell and you will become a subscriber to this podcast. But we also would love for you guys to um, follow us on Twitter. Like D said, you know, he's a host of 97.5. So is Divine G is at Divine G um, 97.5. I'm the Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer. So you can follow me at Pompey on Sixers on Twitter. And like we always say, do it today, people. Do it today. (laughs) Do it today, people. It's just good business overall. Do it today. We'll do our best to do our jobs. And we appreciate you guys always checking in, whether it's listening only, viewing only, whatever it is, or you're doing both. We appreciate you checking in and uh, being a part of Locked On 76ers. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Keith.